Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast, celebrating pro and college football history. Hi, everybody. I am Jackson Michael. The following is an excerpt of a couple of segments from the Game Before the Money radio show, which aired on Christmas Eve of 2022 on the Sports Map Radio Network and the Sports Map Radio app. The Game Before the Money radio show airs each Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, and will run through Super Bowl weekend. I'm putting this short episode together to honor the great Franco Harris. And I think I speak for most NFL fans saying that no matter what team we cheer for, Franco Harris was a man that we all loved and respected. I hope in this episode you learn a little bit more about the Immaculate Reception and a little bit more about Franco Harris. Right, the Immaculate Reception game was played on December 23rd, 1972. It was the first playoff game ever won by the Steelers in franchise history, going back all the way to when they were founded in 1933. Now, the famous play from that game is, of course, Franco Harris catching a deflected pass and scoring the game-winning touchdown with just seconds left in the game. Now, right before that, the Raiders had a great play, and that would have been the major highlight. Raiders quarterback Ken Stabler, who had come into the game to relieve their starting quarterback, Daryl LaMonica, Stabler ran for a long touchdown late in the game to give the Raiders a 7-6 lead. The Steelers got the ball back, knowing that a field goal could win the game. And then the Steelers got into a situation where they faced a fourth down out of field goal range with under a half minute left. A while back, I got to interview Lionel Taylor. A lot of you might recognize his name for his historic season as a receiver for the Denver Broncos, becoming the first player to ever catch 100 passes in a season. He did that in the old AFL days. He was also an assistant coach for Chuck Knoll on the 1972 Steelers. When I asked him about the Immaculate Reception, he told me that he actually made the play call. Here's what he had to say. I called the play, and it didn't work. You know, I called a hook to Barry Pearson, and Brad was trying to get a first down. You know, we needed a first down. And I didn't realize Bradshaw was under so much pressure that he slipped. They had him almost uh, tackled back there, and he slipped, and he fired the ball. And uh, I don't know if it was Tatum or somebody. They collided there, and that ball went back, and Franco made a great, great catch. And that was it. That was it. So, yeah, I was there. Uh, and you and you called you called the pattern. Yeah, but that it didn't work. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we were just trying to get a first down. You know, we we had to have that first down. Uh, we had to give the ball up. Well, you know, Mr. Rooney was in the elevator coming down. He thought we had lost the game. He didn't know we had won the game when he got to the, down to the locker room. And that is indeed true. Steelers owner Art Rooney didn't see the play. He didn't see the immaculate reception. He was on the elevator going down to the locker room. 
when speaking to reporters after the game, Franco Harris said that his assignment on the play was to block. But when quarterback Terry Bradshaw started to feel the heat of the Raiders' pass rush, Harris decided to run downfield to hopefully give Bradshaw another receiving outlet. And the rest, as they say, is history. And what's important to remember about that game is that Franco Harris was a rookie that year in 1972. You think about a guy starting his career doing that, that's pretty amazing. And Ken Stabler was not a well-known NFL player at the time. He was known for his college quarterbacking days at Alabama. But remember, Daryl LaMonica started this game for the Raiders. So even though Oakland lost that game, it also put Ken Stabler on the map. So you had two future Hall of Famers making memorable plays at the end of a playoff game that ends up being one of the most famous games in NFL history. A lot of people think that the Steelers must have went on to win the Super Bowl that year, but the win over the Raiders put Pittsburgh into the AFC Championship game against the undefeated Miami Dolphins. That's right, this was 1972. And what's interesting about that is the Dolphins had to travel to Pittsburgh to play the AFC Championship game. Even though they were undefeated, home field advantage in the playoffs wasn't determined by win-loss records back then. It rotated by division on an annual basis. The Dolphins, of course, ended up winning the AFC Championship game and Super Bowl VII. Now, on the same day as Franco Harris's famous catch, December 23, 1972, the NFC playoff game was the Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers took a 28-13 lead in the second half. Cowboys coach Tom Landry replaced his quarterback, Craig Morton, with Roger Staubach. Staubach ended up throwing two touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game, and the Cowboys beat the 49ers. Two amazing finishes back-to-back for everybody who's watching the NFL on that day. And it was three future Hall of Famers making the memories. You had Ken Stabler with that great run. Then you had Franco Harris's amazing catch. And then you had Roger Staubach's amazing comeback. And that was a few years before the Hail Mary. So that kind of helped establish the Roger Staubach late comeback legacy. Five years later, on Christmas Eve of 1977, you also had two amazing playoff games on the same day. The first involved the Raiders playing at the Baltimore Colts, and the second involved the Steelers playing at the Denver Broncos. The Raiders at Colts game went into double overtime. There were seven lead changes in regulation. The Colts had a 31-28 lead late in the game. The Raiders had the ball, and their head coach, John Madden, told Ken Stabler to take a look at Ghost to the Post, referring to Hall of Fame tight end Dave Casper, who had the nickname Ghost because of a well-known cartoon back then called Casper the Friendly Ghost. Dave Casper cut deep downfield towards the post. Stabler threw it high. And closer to the sideline, Dave Casper chased it down between two defenders and caught the ball over his shoulder. The catch led to a Raiders game-tying field goal. On the NFL today, 
Brent Musburger compared Dave Casper's catch to Willie Mays, making his famous over-the-shoulder catch in the 1954 World Series. The Raiders-Colts game went into double overtime, and Casper caught the game-winning touchdown, his third touchdown of the game, giving the Raiders a 37-31 victory. And at the time, it was the third longest game in league history. On that same Christmas Eve, 1977, another great game was played that evening. The Steelers at the Broncos, Tom Jackson, you likely know him as a TV analyst, he had a huge game at linebacker for the Broncos. He had two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Pittsburgh had tied the game at 21 in the fourth quarter, and then Denver kicked a field goal to take a three-point lead. And then Tom Jackson intercepted a Terry Bradshaw pass and ran it all the way back to the Steeler nine-yard line. But the Broncos could only get a field goal, and they led by only six. The Steelers still had a good chance to win this game. But just before the two-minute warning, Tom Jackson made another interception, and the Broncos scored a touchdown two plays later. And that 13-point fourth quarter, aided by two Jackson interceptions, gave the Broncos a 34-21 win as Christmas Eve 1977 gave NFL fans two memorable games on the same day. The Raiders play at the Steelers this weekend. There were already plans in place to retire Franco Harris's number on the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. It's going to be a memorable event for sure. And Franco Harris left us with just so many great memories, whether we were fans of the Steelers or not. I've got in my mind right now a picture of him scoring a touchdown in Super Bowl thirteen. I'm not old enough to remember the Immaculate Reception, but I definitely remember that one. And he was certainly one of those few NFL players that you could identify him just by his first name and everybody would know who you were talking about. There's Franco, there's Walter, Earl, Barry, Reggie. There are a few, but there aren't many. Franco was one of them. Hall of Famer of the Week, it's got to be Franco Harris. Franco Harris grew up in New Jersey. He was a high school All-American there. He went to Penn State, was college teammates with running back Lydell Mitchell, who's also an outstanding NFL running back. He was also college teammates with Steelers Hall of Fame linebacker Jack Ham at Penn State. Franco Harris was drafted by the Steelers in the first round of the 1972 NFL Draft. He gained over 1,000 yards rushing his rookie year, making him only the fifth player in pro football history to gain 1,000 yards rushing as a rookie. And that made him only the second Pittsburgh Steeler ever to have 1,000 yards rushing in a season. The first was Hall of Famer John Henry Johnson. Franco's rookie year was incredible. He had six straight 100-yard games, And that tied him with Jim Brown for the NFL record at the time. Also in his rookie season, he set the Steeler 
single season touchdown rushing record, scoring 10 rushing touchdowns that year. He was the only rookie on the AFC Pro Bowl team, and he made the Pro Bowl each of his first nine seasons. Franco Harris was named the most valuable player of Super Bowl IX. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1990. I'm Jackson Michael. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Game Before the Money. Visit thegamebeforethemoney.com. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season.